two, three. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Holiday, I wanna know my future. A bloody murder. Come, come again. Hey, Mr. Holiday, I wanna know my future. A bloody murder. Come, come again. Murder, murder, more murder, more 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 murder, murder, more murder, 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 more murder, more murder, murder, more murder. One time. And I'm gone again. <laughs> Good morning, evening or afternoon. This is your boy Holiday H O L I D A E E E E E E E E E. And I'm joined over the phone because the brother ain't want to get up off the video games by Princess. How you doing, man? I'm straight, man. I'm sad as shit though, man. Shit, man. I still can't believe it. Oh, me neither. Me neither. I, um, I wrote a um story that I'm gonna post on the website about meeting DMX, and I think um a lot of the times I talk to people about how like meeting your heroes disappoints you sometimes. Um, yeah. but this is one of the times where I wasn't disappointed. I mean, I was in the rough riding when I met him. I was only like a regular person, a rapper. Um, actually going into my retirement years, but yeah, um, I talked about that a little bit. Um, that should be posted. I, I'm, I, it's in the edits right now. So whenever it gets out of edits, we'll post it. What you been doing all, all week, man? Uh, working. So, uh, working to maintain it, man. Like the work, the week was okay until I got that news. Damn, man, that shit hit me hard, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't realize, like, and, like, I was, like, I cried and shit like that. It's kind of like, damn, DMX did? Yeah, I, lo- I lost one tear. I ain't gonna lie. I, um, I was pulling out of my driveway, uh, listening to, so my, my favorite album, hit, well, we ain't gonna get into that right now. <laughs> oh, right now, yeah. <laughs> um, um, right, right. So, um, today we're gonna talk about a few things. It's gonna be a, a good show, um, for the most part. Uh, so, I'm talking about as happy and cheery as far as a good show goes. Um, all the shows are good. However, um, today we're gonna talk about we're gonna start off with Asian hate. Like, it's been a a known fact over the years that Asians are hated on, are discriminated against, against when it comes to communities. Um, right now it's been pent on the white community, but I've seen it. I've seen Asian hate in the black community. I also seen black hate in the Asian community. So I want to get your thoughts on that and talk about um what's an, over the horizon for um the hate towards the discrimination towards black people as well as the discrimination towards Asians. Um, second thing we're going to talk about is Wildin' Out has come back. And this season looks great, but I haven't watched Wildin' Out. I haven't. I've never sat down and watched the episode of Wildin' Out um, on TV. I've caught probably ten episodes worth of feed um, from YouTube 
over the past like two years doing breaks from writing and stuff like that so uh, i'm kind of excited and i'm thinking about jumping into walling out so um i'm wanting to talk to you about that a little bit as well and we've already mentioned it but we want to get in depth a little bit about dmx passing so that's going to be our black excellence spot dmx and if you want to be got it come and get it play with it all you got to do is say it baby um so we'll be back after the break Yeah, buddy, laugh is funny. I'll be saying everybody's stuff is stuff for them. <laughs> All right, so um, let's start off with Asian hate. Um, over the past year, um, we've been dealing with a lot of hate towards Asian when it comes to this uh, coronavirus. It started out with um, knowing that the virus came from a country in china uh how do you say it a state in china i think it's a province though yeah a province in china yeah so and then the president of the united states making it a whole political thing and calling COVID 19 the china virus or um so what that did was weaponize um COVID 19 made it a political political thing and then an offshoot of that was making it hate towards Asians by MAGA um, accepted more. And I'm saying accepted more because it was always accepted. Uh, hate towards Asians and Asian discrimination has been going on forever um, since at least World War One, And even before that. So, um, as a matter of fact, Asians other than African Americans were if you take African Americans out of the equation, um, most of the big laws that was made that was discriminatory was against Asians before it was against anyone else. Um, if you take African Americans out of the equation, so um, I wanted to. So when whenever this happened this year, whenever it started happening big to where Asian people was getting beat up on the streets and um, security or doorman would just shut the door and watch it. <laughs> instead of co- coming out there so I, I thought that in our community like people would see it as more of a colorism thing like white people just out here beating up Asians as much and then discriminating against black people as well and I was thinking that it would be like a team up thing happen but I see a lot of that but I also see a lot of black people saying that um why should we worry about them that's their fight and i also see agents <laughs> doing the whole the marching last year even though i saw a lot of people fighting with us whether they're white or asian uh, as a matter of fact i've seen well i stick to subject for right now um i have seen a lot during this last summer of agents saying that hey why are we out there fighting this is their fight we should let them go fight 
So um, I, I want to know if you've been hearing the same things in your circle. Is it about 50-50 in your circle? I haven't seen, and it's not to say that nothing else is true, um, I really haven't seen any more or less issues than there normally have been between uh, black and Asians. A lot of this stuff, like we, when you see like those videos of uh, sisters getting beat, getting beaten in those Asian stores, um, or um, even when you see a black person, you know, just start tripping on an uh, tripping on an Asian person, it's never to. There's no. There's no extra oomph to any of that that I haven't seen before. Um, between the two communities, right? So that's what that's that's what I'm being, I'm I'm confused about. It's like, okay, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen it before the coronavirus. I've seen that before Trump. That's mm-hmm. not that's not new to me. And also, I'm I'm curious to know who the hell in the black community, you know, takes the cues from MAGA. Like, yeah, he said that <laughs> shit, and it was a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, but. I mean, I was like, okay, he said that shit. That's what he believes. That's what his cronies believe. That's what his followers believe. Like, um, that's that's it. Like, this virus, yeah, okay, let's say it resonates in China. It's clearly coming after everybody. Right. What the fuck am I that worried about it? I was more talking about the, um, whenever they come up signs with, okay, so Asian lives matter. No one should say that. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, Black lives matter is the only thing that should be said when it comes to lives matter. Um, you cannot adopt Black Lives Matter and try to make it Asian Lives Matter. Asians can come up with something else for that. I mean, that's my personal belief. Um, don't try to take Black Lives Matter and make it your own thing, because um, that stands just just like all lives matter. Um, same Actually, boat. Or blue lives matter. Same boat to me. Well, phrasing slogan wise, I really don't see much of a difference. It's- it's it's kind of the same thing. It depends on, it's it's pretty much what you're selling. Is just how it's being, how it's being bought or not bought therein. So I don't mind that. Um, my thing is, it's called white supremacy. It's not called, you know, it's it's called white supremacy, not black. Um, get the fuck out of here, Willie. Right. That. So we all feeling it. It just we feel it to different degrees and we feel it in different ways depending on our communities of vulnerabilities and our relationship to white people. Like, I'm of the mind at this point, almost to this point, that the level the level of shit between black people and white people seems almost ancient at this point. Um, Asians go through it too, but I mean, lest we forget, America did drop two nuclear... The only country to actually be nuked was Japan. Yeah. And America did that. Um, so, yeah, everybody, everybody's going through it. It's... For some reason, no one's ever really, no one's ever really found a consistent way to combat it. Though. And and good luck having people truly unite. Although I think people are trying to, but there are things like this pop up and get in the way of that. Yeah, because I I've one of the conversations I had with someone uh, over the internet, which I'm going to stop doing that very soon. <laughs> but it was um. A girl was talking about how um, it didn't really matter if we stuck together or not. Like, Asians hate us just as much as white people hate us. And I I went to differ. Um, and I told her that as black people, we didn't, that that's not something that we should be going towards, like, not separating from another race. 
because when it comes down to it, you have a majority of a majority class has people in it that is discriminating against other people. Now, even a couple of years ago, they was discriminating more. However, a lot of them didn't even know they was discriminating. They didn't know that um, some of the simple things they did, like voting Republican, would be discriminatory towards black people. And I'm not saying that's all white people. That is definitely some white people that, hey, I'm going to vote for me because my family, blah, 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 blah. And they didn't understand that that, depending on who you put in the office, directly affects our community. So, um, and it's just little things like that. However, last summer, even though there was hate from um, white people, even though there was hate from Asians and everything, I mentioned this on a podcast last year while it was still going on, but after the summer, there were still two cities that fought and stood up against the police in the name of George Floyd. Both of those cities were predominantly white cities, and the people in the streets were predominantly white. It was Seattle and Portland, Oregon. So it's when we started, when, what was it, Memorial Day weekend? Because I almost said Labor Day weekend. Um, Memorial Day weekend is May, right? I want to say yeah. Okay. So from Memorial Day weekend until mid-August, Portland, Oregon fought the police almost every single day. So while that was going on, what we stopped in in in, <laughs> in Somerville and Charleston, we stopped what June? Did we make it to July with with the weekly protest? Yeah. So that that's what I was saying. Like in order for noise to be made it takes everybody it takes the white people that understand what's going on it takes Asians it takes Latinos it takes Hispanics it takes black people but we have to do it together and the argument against that was nope we need to stick to ourselves and leave it alone but in my example I also mentioned that um, in the last speeches of Dr. Martin Luther King that's what he was preaching towards when it came to into uh, Chicago. Um, whenever Malcolm X came back from Mecca, that's the message he started preaching. Um, whenever, who else? Whenever Tupac, <laughs> Tupac was doing interviews, even though, well, I still think the FBI has something to do with it. But while Tupac was doing interviews in his last couple of years, well, not even last couple of years, in his last year, what he was preaching is going against, like basically uprooting the government together instead of black people doing it by themselves. So it's because he started preaching about class. Once you start talking about class instead of color, the message comes across more clearer once people start understanding it. And that's like the message that the people hate because um, the government and the people making all the money they can continue to do that as long as we are fighting each other. But I ain't gonna get deep into that one. <laughs> it's um, uh, um that, that. well as far as I think what that is is people have to realize that 
I guess modern, when I say modern, I mean the last five years or so. I guess, I'd say ever since Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, black people have noticed that historically, we get the short end of the stick. So whenever those coalitions do pop up, like how Barack Obama and other people uh, talked about, mm-hmm. what always ends up happening is it gets broken up because, and I'm not blaming other groups for this, because, again, we all feel white supremacy just at this point it feels like public enemy number one happens to be the black community when it comes to white supremacy. What happens is other groups get given something and they end up, and then the coalition starts to fall apart. And then black people are left holding the bag. And I think black people nowadays will remember that. And I think that's, that's the response to that, the whole leaving um, let them fight, um, let them fight their own battles. I think that what we need to do is understand that we're smarter than we've probably, we're, we're starting to get mature politically. And right. we have to understand that a lot of those things that, you know, we got caught up by in the past doesn't have to be the same uh, when it comes to working with different groups. Because, like I said, it's called a white supremacy. Not, I specifically hate the black motherfuckers over there. But like, we all gonna get this shit. It's just that some of us might get harder than others, or some may get it after others are done with. So I, I think that we can't get, so we can't get up and not unite and get kept, sorry. We can't get caught up in not uniting. We just got to be smarter about it right. uh, when it comes to fighting white supremacy in that way. And But again, I still don't really see what the media is talking about because I don't, I again, to me, my perception is race relations between Asians and blacks aren't any different than they have been. You said before. blacks? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I don't know people that say blacks. Blacks is a white racist word, man. I ain't... <laughs> well, you probably, well, you probably live alone. You probably live alone, man. That's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I don't know. That's what that's the part that needs to be explained to me now. Like, what the hell has changed? Because again, nothing this shit seems worse. Uh, than it has been before Trump and everything. You said none of what work? None of this seems like it's better or worse. It just seems like it's the way it's always been. It's just now people are just talking about it differently. That's the thing I noticed. Well, I, I think... About it I think... What, what are you talking about? Hate, hate towards Asian people. You don't think it's been worse? No, it's like, again, a lot of this shit... You, If you look up the race relations uh, between us and Asians... It's none of this seems like from before Trump. None of this seems any different than right, it has. right, right. So I, I see. Yeah, the only between the us, media is talking about it. Between us and and Asians, I don't think it, it's changed at all. Um, I, I feel like the people that I was talking to that day were already set against Asians a long time ago. But these are still we're talking about small town people from small town areas in South Carolina. One person did live in Columbia. But um I think the hate towards Asians from the white community grew. Uh oh yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Well that part I understand because, the, because again, that's who would listen to Trump. <laughs> that's, right. Like yeah, so that's and that's the part I guess that's being that's the second part that's confusing me. Like first part is nothing seems different. You just talking about it differently. The second part is, even who the fuck 
in my community is listening to Trump on this. I'm not taking my cue from this guy. The first thing this guy did in response to the coronavirus was immediately get half a million people killed. Yeah. Yeah. We so have... that, again, that's what, I guess that's what I, like uh, Vision said in One Division, I require elaboration. Right. I I think. Okay, so when Trump was, was were we at 500? No. We was under 500. We were like 475 on January 20th, right? I'm being a little, I'm being a little facetious when I say that. Like, no, I was just thinking he about that. Yeah. Like he was uh, immediately started getting people killed, and it, it ended up to about 500. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about uh, how many people has died since. Like, because we went, we was doing 100, 100 million, what, 100,000 people a month on the last couple of months. At least 100,000 people a month in the last couple of months. Cause they said we hit four before Christmas. Uh, either it was before Christmas or before, yeah. We I think we hit five while he was still in the office, but it's a quick and easy check. But I'm not gonna check. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I was thinking about. Like how 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 fast have we tapered off? Even though it's going back up now. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think we waited a whole fucking year. We did. I mean, the truth is people though, right for a month. God, God works in mysterious ways. Because the truth is, um, a lot of people needed that. A lot of people need to sit their asses down for like a few months, maybe not a year, but at least a few months. And it was. I don't you know think I don't think we would have got Trump out of office without it. I also think the world was moving so fast; people were going crazy. Like, in order to see how the world should work we should uh stop the world a little bit and we did we stopped the world i mean we wouldn't have had to stop a whole year <laughs> but the whole world would have been shut down at least like i think australia and most of europe was like three four months yeah but again we're in america speaking, speaking of crazy and how things was before covid this is the actual other part of um the media how the media is talking about uh black and asian uh Relations. The Atlanta is a good example of like me wondering what the hell y'all talking about because I don't know any black person that would have done that. I mean, by and large, yeah, we typically don't, we typically aren't mass shooters or anything like that. But that is specifically a white man who went into an Asian facility and started killing Asian people. But that's not the narrative that's being spoken to, spoken about in the media. It's always, oh, black people are doing this, that, and the third to Asian people. Like, I don't. Again, I don't see where anything's been has been different. But I know I've seen a white man go into Apollo and start killing a bunch of Asian women. Right, and a white man beat the living shit out of an old Asian woman in New York. Was it? Oh New yeah, York? yeah, New York. Yeah, I think so. It was some city. It was some big city. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I think then old um then old then old mama she got his ass with a couple of um, blows, didn't she? Who? Then she caught him a couple times, or somebody stepped in for it too, though, right? Nah, nobody stepped in for it. She she got something off, but he was stomping her in that ground by the end. But he, but she caught his ass for one, though, right? Yeah, she fought back. I yeah, hope you remember that shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, oops. Shout out to shout out to the, shout out to, um, shout out to the Asian mama, man. Don't, yeah. let, don't let him get you down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's been a lot. Like some people got beat up in Seattle. Um. Like it's a lot going on. I think 
The police beat up an Asian too. Well, it's the police. What the fuck they gonna do? Not beat up people? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure they can't live without beat. Oh, side note. Um, we have two states now that have signed qualified immunity bills immunity. and passed it. No. Also, shout out to um, the uh, Minneapolis Police Department for doing what the fuck you're supposed to do I mean, uh, whenever you say something wrong. But, I mean, shit, when we live in a world where people didn't do what they were supposed to do, I guess you better celebrate when they want to do it. Right. Um, yeah, but they're children, man. You know, the topic, man. Like, I just don't understand how his ass... Bro, you should just fucking plead. Just I mean... Plead out, bro. Like, the evidence is right there. I, I wonder if, yeah, you know... That that's the thing about having. We'll, we'll talk about. It. We'll we'll probably talk about it. I do have it on the docket to hit if we have enough time. <laughs> I just didn't send it to you. <laughs> All right, on this, let's go to break. All right. Hey y'all, this is Kelly and this is Amy, and this is our podcast in your shoes, recording out of Links Recording Studios in Somerville, South Carolina. Need advice on love, parenting, money, success, or anything else life has thrown your way? We are your girls. You ask, we tell, and we give it to you straight. Visit our Facebook page, In Your Shoes, the podcast, to ask your questions. If you want to remain anonymous, submit your questions in Messenger. Find us on iTunes, at Distraction Network, or any place you can download your podcast for free. That's In Your Shoes, the podcast. I N Y O parentheses you are parentheses dash the podcast on facebook and messenger i forgot the word shoes shit <laughs> all right so um i'm looking at the doc yeah so while and out um started a new season do you remember do you know what season this is i can't call it because i think it even before the nick and the scandal quote unquote uh, the issue he had when he said what he said, I think it went away for a couple of years and it came back then too. So I can't call how many years. Cause I remember, I remember seeing it in college. Cause I remember a roommate of mine used to watch this shit. I was right. confused because, quite honest, quite honestly, I, I support Nick Cannon. I've never really found Wild and Out funny. Um, but I remember my roommate. I think it was '06. I remember he would watch it a lot, and then again it went away. Then it came back. And it stayed for a while until they tried to take it from the cannon. Like, or they tried to punish the cannon for what he said. Right. And now it's back. Um, but honestly, no shade to it. If you find it funny, because humor is objective. We all know that. Um, right. If you find it funny, I'm not judging you or anything. But I just, I've never really found it funny. Really? It, you know what it is to me? Um, we're wilding out. Wild and Out comes off as good looking. It's popular person humor. Like that person, I'm not going to say good looking. I used to start it off that, but it's that person who's popular and they crack a joke and you laugh only because they're popular, not because the joke was particularly funny. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's the kind of humor it comes off to me. It's like when I watch their jokes, and maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, again, because my sense of humor is. I have a very random sense of humor. Like, set up punchline jokes don't really get it for me. Right. Like, I, I laugh at shit that I didn't... If I, don't, if I didn't expect that shit to happen, then I'll laugh. Right. Their humor is like, I, I expect it. Just young kids, young kids who are generally good looking, they're on TV, 
So people are just gonna. It's like courtesy laughs. People just give them a bunch of courtesy laughs. Right. Um, it's kind of like if let's say, let's say like uh, Chris Rock comes in and he tells a joke that isn't particularly funny. Like, what are you gonna do? Not laugh at Chris Rock's joke? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I see how you was. I, I, I faked some laughs at a Dave Chappelle comedy show before. I'm sorry, yeah, at a Ricky, Ricky Smiley comedy show before. All right. Um, yeah, so, again, I had, to, I had to put that out there. It, it seemed like it's a great show. I guess I can see why people like it. It's just not for me. Right. So, um, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you didn't watch it. Um, Should have known because it a, Wild and Out is for the cool people. I, I'm not saying it's political. You know what I'm, saying? I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. It, kind of, it, it legit. I legit gave it a chance back in the day. It's just, it, it just never, it never clicked for me. Right. Okay, I understand. It's um. So I I never sat down like I just saw that it's uh, on Wikipedia. I didn't do that much researching, but on Wikipedia it says that it's 15 episodes. Um, uh, I mean 15 seasons. So. I just said I probably watched about ten episodes worth um online one time. So I yeah. really like Justine and Valentine, not the and not in a sexual way. Um I, I feel like I like her raps. Like she can rap. So um yeah. I watched a lot of her stuff before. Um I I watched the early stuff with uh what's the guy's name? Kevin Hart and Shuck, is it Shucky Duck that was in it? The first couple of seasons had had some old school people. Yeah, um, Cat Williams. I remember, um, yeah, Cat Williams was on there. I remember um, Corey Holcomb being on there. Yeah, Michael Blackson. I just found out this morning that Bobby J. Thompson's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering what happened to him because uh, he was legit funny for a child actor. Um, they got a, they got a girl up there that's really funny. Um. I forgot her name though. Uh, Vivi V, um, V. I want to say V Nasty, but I know her name is not V Nasty. Um, White girl, right? It's a it's a black girl. She she acts like. How do you confuse her with V Nasty? I thought V Nasty was white. Well, V Nasty is not the woman's name I'm talking about. I don't know who V Nasty is. Um, I'm looking for her name, but I don't see it. Anyway, she she's a pretty funny comedian. Um, that I think she's new because I seen her on YouTube one time, um, doing some crazy shit. She does like crazy shit. Like, um, do you know? Yeah, I forgot that dude's name too. Anyway, she's a comedian. She's a uh, she's cute. Like, she's really nice looking, but she uh, plays all of that like over the top cuteness stuff. And but she does it like a. I don't know. It's weird, but it is funny when you put it in a real life situation. So, um, I wish I remember her name, but I don't. So, <laughs> it's funny. I was just kidding. Well, I just looked her up, and I've never heard any of her music. Yeah, she is. Um, when she does the freestyle, so. If you look at behind the scenes, she said that uh, her and DC Young Fly, they're always freestyling. So, okay. um, since they're always freestyling, they come up off the top with some some good stuff sometimes. But if you listen to her shit, she would get up there 
And I know it's wild style. It's funny stuff. It's not like professional rappers going at it real hard. But shit, get up there and eat them motherfuckers up sometimes. Okay. Okay, I mean, yeah. When was the last time I watched? It was one sketch. I forgot. I I think it was a sketch where they just come up with, like, crazy shit to, like, do and say whatever. And the dude put on a bandana and sunglasses. I think he had a shaved head. And he had... This is back, I think, when Young Jeezy came out. He had that song with Akon. And dude was like, Akon and grilled cheese. And he got a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I, I, guess I see the joke. And like, the shit ain't make me laugh. Yeah, that's a bunch of corny jokes. But it, it's, it's over-the-top corny to me. Like I, like, I like jokes when it's... I like a storytelling joke, like a funny story. Somebody's telling a funny story. So, like Dave Chappelle, when he's telling his stories and it has humor in it, I like those. And then I like slapstick comedy, like 30 Rock or um, stuff yeah, like 30 that. Rock. See, 30 Rock makes me laugh. Because, yeah. like I said, the slapstick, all that shit is real. That shit is so random. Like, right. a lot of the jokes they give, uh, they give you, like, Half Big, speaking of Dave Chappelle, that mm-hmm. shit made me laugh. But see, Dave, I think, the reason why Half Big made me laugh was because the other type of comedy I like is deconstructionist. Because to me, the best comedians are deconstruct. Uh, the best comedians are actually modern day philosophers. They can deconstruct society. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the Chappelle's, the Carlin's, uh, the Richard Pryor's, uh, the Eddie Murphy's, the Chris Rock's, um, even other guys like uh, Bill Maher. Although people give him a lot of flack for a lot of his views. If you look at like the top com- comedians, they they do a good job of deconstruction deconstructing society, and it gets to the point I get because to me Chappelle has gone a little bit further because if you notice a lot of his shows he's not even telling jokes anymore or at the very least you're not laughing because he's really just breaking down society to you to such a way that you're just learning from it. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like um if you go back to what Richard Pryor was talking about. And like the, that sketch where he talks about Africa, going back to Africa. Right. And he talks about how, you know, it's like, um, particularly the jokes were about the certain shit, like um, how the leprous joke, the cheetah joke, if you ever, it's the one where he's wearing a red suit and he's telling the jokes about Africa, how the cheetahs, like when the cheetahs miss, they stumble like a hundred yards to get with a fucking attitude and all that. <laughs> yeah. All that shit's funny. But then he said something that was very poignant. He was like, when he was in Africa, he didn't say the word nigga once. And then I thought about it, and I was like, whenever I deal with, not even just African people, just very high-level black people, mm-hmm. I never say that word. Yeah. Like, I made curse, I made curse in front of them, but the word, that word never even occurred to me to use in front of them. And I was like... And it's funny to me because and I, I, I just thought about that too. Like, the other day, I have this one white friend that I go to and I start nigging it up and then 90% 95% of all my other conversations I do not say it at all because it's not part of my vocabulary except for when that one person <laughs> right. um but, right. but then again you look at half big though right right like you seen half big right yeah I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I did see it I'm going to say I did pay no attention to it. All right. So basically, the movie, 
it's funny, and I don't think, but when Dave Chappelle tells the story about the movie, it came out in a way that he didn't want it to be. Because mm-hmm. he wanted it to be, if I remember his comment, what he said was, he wanted it to be train spotting, but with uh, but with weed instead of uh, heroin, I guess. Right. And you can see shades of it in the story because I keep telling people, half big is actually a really good crime drama. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's certain things that make it a comedy. For one thing, the speed of what everything happens as far as Kenny going to jail, um, like going to prison, not just jail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a lot of this shit is, is you got to pay attention. If you pay attention to it, um, that's what makes it funny, what I'm saying. The absurdity of it, too, like the cop he killed was a fucking police force. Right. Like, <laughs> that shit was absurd. Like, why would you send a man to jail for that? Especially when he told you, especially when, like, he killed the cop. He killed the horse because he fed the horse snack food and the horse was a diabetic. Mm. Like, what would you arrest him for that? Like, he knew that. Shit like that. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this, yeah, I like that, it, too. The movie, the movie breaks down a lot of things that are wrong here. Like, the fact that we, I'm not a drug user at all, but the fact that you go to jail for weed. Um, and and then the fact that you sent, a, well, you didn't go to jail for weed, but we was, we was illegal. That's, that was a lot of their problems in the movie. That we was illegal, right? But you sent a non-violent offender to prison, like straight up. I've killed people in prison, and just for standing up for himself, this man runs afoul of the local prison rapist, and he doesn't get raped, but he was in danger of being raped if it didn't come. If the fact that he was somebody else's bitch, well, again, the certainty of that. The only reason why he doesn't get raped is because he's someone else's bitch who doesn't rape him. Right. And it's like, no one even told this guy he was a bitch. He was like, hey, Nasty Nate wants to rape you now, but no, he can't because you belong to Squirrel Master, even though nobody fucking told you. <laughs> but, yeah, and that sounds funny, but when you think about the fact that Kenny was a damn kindergarten teacher. Why is that shit on Netflix? It's never on anything streaming-wise. Oh, not I can't even, even Amazon? I guess you can find it on Amazon, but you probably have to buy it. Like, it wouldn't be free if you had, like, an Amazon Prime. But if you just think about the absurdity, like, not absurdity, just the cruelty of that. You sent that guy who wouldn't hurt a fly to prison. Like, why would you even do that as a society? And again, good comedy, to me, deconstructs society. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I just looked up half-baked streaming. Um, <sighs> says Fubu. Fubo, I don't know what the hell Fubo is, but everything oh, you have, you have to buy it. If, Fubo, if F U B A. I'm sorry, F U T O. So, so Fubo. That, that is not so Fubo. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Fubo at first glance, but it's F U B O Fubo. Okay, I think I've heard of that. I ain't never heard of that. I, that's the first time I ever seen that. But yeah, it don't even have it on Amazon Prime. So you have to really. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those movies where it should be on somebody's streaming service, but it never is. Nope. At least not when you want to watch it. Like, that's like paying the photos like that. Like, I was like, paying the photos on Netflix for like three years straight. Mm. And I was like, I don't feel like watching paying the photos. The second I decided, I'm going to watch paying the photos tonight. It's no longer on Netflix or anything else. Dang. Dang. So, I'm gonna go right look now. at my DVD collection because I do have, I still have a DVD collection. I'm pretty sure it's in there. So I have a bunch of. Say what? 
I think everybody has a DVD collection that they just don't look at it. <laughs> I have uh, so I used to have a whole wall worth of CDs, and I, um, I think I'm down to like, I said about two or three hundred CDs. Yes. Yeah, but they're the ones I'm gonna keep forever. Shit, the first thing I remember when I first got a car. And I, I remember the, the one thing I really wanted, not actually really wanted, the one thing I was most proud about having was that CD book. I don't think the Oxcore was a thing yet. I mean, mm-hmm. Oxcore was a thing, but I don't think that putting like uh, music on your phone was as big as it became. Right. Yes, I was, I was so proud. I remember my cousins, like, they all had their CD books uh, in their cars. I was thinking, man, the second I give me a car, first thing I'm going to do is get a CD book. <laughs> I um I still have a CD player in my my truck, and I yeah, my I, car has a CD player, but I don't use that shit at all. Oh, uh, I especially um made sure when I ordered my truck to that it had a CD player. I said like the truck was brand new. I ordered the the truck was at another lot, but before I had to move it to the lot that I could come pick it up from, I made sure I had a CD right. player. I was like, I need CD players. Well, I think most modern cars don't actually uh, well, modern. I know. Most cars made, I think, in the last five or so years don't even have CD player. Right. It's uh. Mine, in order mine to. Mine has CD player because it's a 2010. Yeah. In order to when I I was thinking about upgrading to a electric truck pickup, um, the Hummer yeah. that comes out, um, uh, in September, but then one of the issues is no CD players, and I'm gonna have to pay more to put a CD player in it. And even though I don't play CDs often, um, it is frustrating to me sometimes that I could put, I could play, I could like albums that I have downloaded myself onto my iTunes store. When I play them, some songs are missing sometimes. And it's weird to me that it feels like Apple is going through and blocking my songs. The ones I downloaded myself, like I buy the album the old school way and upload it to my phone like an mp3 player and then it still basically come down and block some of my stuff so i was i was I disliking that but the, the, so okay you buy a song from the apple store it doesn't download to the phone because i mean at that point it's your property you bought it right so yeah but i, I still physically like to have stuff um cds is like, one I mean, thing not, no, what I'm saying, I, okay, let's say, like, I got a, I got a monthly plan for, um, what you call it, Spotify. Right. So I can download music to my phone. I can't, I can't, like, I can't really use the MP3 like normal because it's part of the payment plan on Spotify. So I get that there's a wall there. But mm-hmm. what you just said is you bought the song, you specifically bought the song or the album. Um, you're not paying the payment plan. Uh, right. You bought this music from the Apple store and I figured they would just download it to the phone to be on like the drive, like the phone's hard drive or whatever. Right. That happens too. And then when you switch phones, they'll re-download on the new phone. So, but yeah. So my question is how can they block it? If the phone, if the music's actually on your phone, I don't know. Like I've uploaded. So when I first got my iPhone, it was iPhone. The first phone iPhone I had was iPhone four. Um, I put the whole, uh, Carter series on it <laughs> so the whole Carter series is on my iPhone and then I will basically go through and I'm listening to the Carter 
and then they'll skip songs and I'm going back like why did they skip that song when they played the last time and it'll be like this song cannot be played this song cannot be played and I used to have those problems and even now like um, when I downloaded the Life of Pablo a couple of years ago on my phone from a CD um, it played through a couple of times and then <laughs> I heard you it played through a couple of times and then it started basically it's all depending on where I'm at or depending on when I play it, some songs wouldn't be available to me. So, I mean, last time I downloaded an album to my shit was, um, I downloaded <laughs> last summer, the summer that just passed, I downloaded uh, a Young Buck album that he came out with, Underground, that I have in my um, cupboard. And I did just download it, put it on my phone, and it was missing four songs. After they download on the song, I basically drive off, and then I'm like, "Dang, we missing some songs." But it's just it's just stuff like. So I would rather have a CD player because when I want to listen to some stuff, I could just put it in. Plus, I could hack it and then um play DVDs in it. Mm. Okay. Because <laughs> it does say it's a DVD player, but it never plays DVDs. You don't put DVDs in it. It's supposed to basically be uh, connected to from a TV that hangs down from the ceiling, but I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. So, all right. Um, we don't got way off subject. Um, did you get that text yeah. I sent you? Yeah, I see where it is now. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I see, I see who she is in face, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, if you go to, like, um, if you type it like, on YouTube, girl, I don't know what that is either. Yeah. So Justina could wrap her ass off to me. Um, that girl name is Vina E and Vina E's YouTube page. She's, she's over the top slapstick funny. Like she, you see what she looks like. So she takes her, her looks and she does like over the top shit just to be funny. Um, sometimes it's a hit and miss with her, but in like on her YouTube page, it's a hit and miss. But like she did, uh, you know, you know, who Desi Banks is. Desi uh, Banks is a no. He's that dark skinned comedian that be loud as hell, loud in the country and shit. Oh, Desi Banks. Yeah. D e s i b a n k s. Desi Banks, two words. No, I've never even seen this person. You never seen, boy. You were. <laughs> He's a loud country ass dude and he does country ass scenario. But she did some things with him that was like decent. Um yeah. and then when you see her when, when you actually look at her page and she does some things, when she's in a real life situation, it's a lot better because it's like she's awkward in the real life situation. When she does stuff by herself and she's trying to be funny, it don't come off to me as funny, but it seems like a lot of people like it. Okay. But yeah, like I said, um, I'm, like I said, I'm not gonna go out in the limb and say they're not funny. I'm just saying it doesn't work for me. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I was just so excited about it until um talk to you. Now I, I was excited about the guest host though. Like um, let me see. Damn it. So they had some guest hosts that I was like, oh snap. Um, let me see. I'm I'm pulling up. So it had the brat and I want to see the brat. I ain't seen the brat do anything in a long ass time. Um, I remember I didn't like her on uh, Surreal Life. Well, I learned a lot about the brat. Um, 
uh, a few months ago because um, I was looking at how are how is her and um, the girl Diamond from Players Club I can't even remember her yeah, name yeah how is her and Lisa Ray how their sisterhood work because they're sisters but they seem like estranged sisters like sometimes it seems like they don't like each other but it'd be like yeah at the end of the day, that's my sister. So I was, I just wanted to see how their sistership worked. And then I learned a lot about the brat then, like her father and all that stuff and why. I remember, she, uh, yeah. I, remember I didn't like her own real life and um, celebrity. Oh, I like I like their own celebrity fit club. Uh, um, <laughs> I, mean, she just, I, remember, I remember Dustin Diamond, the recipe. I remember when he, you know, he, he just said, they were just talking. And I remember, I didn't really like him either on, on Celebrity Fit Club. I thought he was out of line like a motherfucker. Um, but I remember when he said that he didn't like to be called Street. And I thought mm-hmm. that was understandable because Street is a character. And, you know, he was a child star. So it probably fucked with his identity a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. They got um, Cisco on Street, Wild and Out. That's good for Cisco. Um, <laughs> but I remember, I, I remember that cause I was like, Man, that dude probably doesn't like that because Screech wasn't the coolest kid. You know, you don't you don't want to be known as you don't you don't want to be known as a fucking nerd, especially the level of Screech. Right. Um. So when he was like, "Yeah, you know, I just I just prefer to be called Sam, I'm a fan. That's Screech's real name. I prefer to be called Dustin, not Screech." Mm-hmm. And remember, nobody asked Brat anything. Brat was actually on the peripherals of the conversation, even. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, oh I'm sorry, Screech." And I was like, <laughs> "Yo, all the man did was ask him to call him by his name." It was like. And he wasn't really directing that towards you. He was just saying in general, I don't like to be called Screech because my name is Dustin. Right. And I was like, man, that's kind of a fucked up thing to say to somebody, um, Brett. Then I remember on Surreal Life when um, the whole thing was about being brutally honest. And I was like, okay, she's one of those people who think that honesty is a shield from what you, from consequences from what you're saying. Like, no, just because you're honest, that doesn't mean it's a pleasant or an appropriate thing to say at the moment. Right. Or at the very least, it, it was even fucking helpful to say. So sometimes you like just she don't she things. don't like her feelings hurt though like she's really sensitive so yeah and it's always be those types of people too but I just remember like again maybe if I met her maybe it'd be a different story but I remember just seeing her in those two shows I was like I don't think I would like her <laughs> I did <laughs> but I, I'm all I'm always liked her um she's a great rapper hold, hold she's on not fuck with me and X against the boo but she's a great rapper. Yeah, I've always liked her. Um, but listen to this. I, I'm going to say this, then we're going to go to commercial break. But here's the rundown. I'm not going to give you everybody from season 15 because it's long. But just, just my standout. Um, I don't really care that Chance the Rapper's on it again. But T.I.'s on it. Doja Cat's on it. I like Doja Cat. Um, I think we had this conversation about Doja Cat. Um, yeah, I don't fuck with her. Well, she I'm broke. T.I. is on it, but- she broke right. the internet yeah, twice. Well, that's good for her. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying nobody else can. Um, I don't say nobody else got to not fuck with her. I'm just saying I don't fuck with her. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm just saying that's why I fuck with her. Like she broke. She found a way. While the industry was actively not listening to her, she found a way to get through the system twice. So they ain't have no choice but to sign a bit. Daddy came, bone thugs, yeah, yeah. bone thugs and harmony. Earth what game. Is Busy Bone gonna be on there? Cause Busy Bone is never with Bone Thug Muhammad. I don't know. I, I'm gonna look it up later. But yeah, I didn't say it. Just said Bone Thugs and Homie. Um, okay. 
too short the baby. Uh, let's see. Skipping, skipping. Sean Paul. Who? Sean Paul. Oh, okay, you thought you said Sean No Paul. Like, oh, because that's Paul. the way it sounds when he be like, Sean No <laughs> Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah. You do feel like that. <laughs> uh, the Yin Yang Twins. Uh-huh. Uh, Lil Baby gonna be there too. Um, who sings third? Okay, are they? I'm talking about, just keep that, hold on thought. So the Baby and the Lil Baby aren't related at all, right? Cause no. I don't listen to a whole lot of pop. Well, why is that, you never seen a scene one without the other, or at least one is not far behind the other? Uh, because they're in the same rap 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 class. The they both came out at, at the same time as freshmen. Yeah, but still that doesn't explain the fact that like this scenario here, like the baby's on, then little baby little baby's gonna be on. It's like I always end up seeing them in the same spaces. Like I figured they'd just be like a have they done a song together yet? Uh I think it's them and baby. So little baby, the baby and baby is on the same song. Birdman me? Yeah. Okay, word. Actually, I don't think it's I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cisco? Uh, Cisco, man. Dude, that dress so scandalous. I know nothing he can't handle You know, Cisco, he was in the wrong lane. And he... It was When he went solo, mm-hmm. I think Usher kind of killed him. I don't know if Usher meant to do it, but it was like... You got two guys who kind of do the same thing. Yeah. And people just went with Usher. Because he I, couldn't do R. Kelly good. He couldn't do the ba- He tried to do the baddest, but that was R. Kelly's lane. Yeah. You know but pff, that nigga saying. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I think what messed him up was going back. Like, he always tried to go back to Drew Hill, and Drew Hill just kept fucking up. Like, that was embarrassing the way the Woody would be like, yeah, man, we could do it again. We could do it again. And they'd do something and get on a radio interview or something like that. And he'd be like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then he'll quit. Like <laughs> It was like, golly. So that was embarrassing. I think that messed him up more than anything else. But he, I mean, they're you know trying to make him come back. Say so what? And what else killed him too? I think because his voice is so similar to Tyrese. And Tyrese was through cooking back then too. Fun yeah. to I think what it is, any lane Cisco could have gone into, because that was a thing. I think. The, what he fucked up at was he didn't maintain his he couldn't maintain his versatility because he had several lanes that he he worked well in he just never really he never really found a way to finesse the fact that he worked well in, in multiple lanes it was yeah. kind of like I guess he tried to pick one and it was like nah um because he like he could do balance like Kelly but that was Kelly's lane he Plus could do the guy that dance a lot that's probably right too because they ain't like now yeah because Cisco said they wasn't Early, early 2000s. I don't know who Kiana yeah. Lede is, but Dougie Fresh, I know you know who that is. Six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes, Dougie Fresh, you're on. And they have Montel Jordan and Montel Williams in the same episode. <laughs> the Yo, um, you know, to this day, I do not know the rest of This Is How We Do It. This is how we do uh, it. All hands I'll in the air. <laughs> Waving like it just don't care. If you're OG, something in the wannabe player. You see, the world's been good to me ever since I was a lower KG. Or something. But now I'm on a big G. Yo. My nigga said I got the money. $100 bill, dog. If you are from where I'm from, then you would know. I think I got to stop. Up. I don't know how much I can sing. 
Montel was he was big, but hey, what killed Montel? The, the fact that he only had one song. Yeah, I think he probably got caught in the R. Kelly lane. I think yeah, people see how big R. Kelly was back then. Yeah, everybody got caught in the R. Kelly lane. R. Kelly was like Michael Jordan in ninety. Yeah, six, you had seven, to be like eight. fundamentally. <laughs> you had to be fundamentally different from R. Kelly back then, because again, I think the only reason why cats like Tyrese got the blow was R. Kelly slowed down. Yeah. Like yeah, R. Kelly wasn't making a lot of the, the same songs he was making. He was still making hits, but. I guess after that trial, he started to change up on the whole being overly sexual thing. Mm-hmm. Or the whole love and the long stuff. Anything that would have related to away with. kind of slowed down on that. Yeah. All right, like, so. Yeah, but go ahead. Uh, I saw one that you would like. Uh, I know Lost Boys you would like. Naughty by Nature. Lost Boys. I wasn't a fan of Lost Boys. Oh, Trinidad James, what? dog. What the hell happened to him? <laughs> he had a one hit. He was a one hit wonder. Juvenile. Woody. <laughs> uh, I don't know how funny Juvenile is going to be, but yeah, that shit sound, I might catch that just because it's Juvenile. And then we have uh, my wife calling in, so you go hear some beeps. Alright. And then you got a Big Tigger. Corey Guns and all them. Yeah, they, hey, they, they have a lot of stuff going on. Tigger was... I didn't know Tigger was that good of a rapper until I heard him in the R. Kelly song. Yeah, I, I think he was a rapper first, I think. Um, yeah. But like I told my daughter, my six-year-old, and my nine-year-old, I told both of them yesterday we was in the studio doing stuff, and um, I was explaining to them that if they want to be singers or dancers or whatever, just loop it all together and make it entertainers because – People like Big I, – I didn't use Tigger, but people like Tigger. People like um, – now my mind go blank. But, like, most of the actors that you see and most yeah. of the singers that you see, they're multi-talented. Like Kelly Price. Kelly Price could sing her butt off, but didn't right. even get recognized until – I mean, because everybody have their opinions of you, right? So she could sing her butt off, but because she looked the way she did – she never got to. It took her a while to get in front. She made yeah. her money in the back, singing backgrounds and writing songs for people. So, yeah, like, like, like I said, with, with Cisco, like Cisco just never navigated being multifaceted well. Right, and then, yeah, like I said, he was versatile, but he never uses he never really uses versatility well. Right, that's what I'm trying to say. Like your same point, I guess we're making. And then like Cisco, Kerry Hilson, and Usher, they dancing, dancing. Sierra, like they could have been straight up dancers and been making a bunch of money yeah. off of dancing. However, they also found a way to get into singing. Um, Usher could really sing. Sierra, not so much. Um, <laughs> uh, Cisco, right. like, yeah, like I'm nothing to write home about. Like I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let her sing my ballads. But Sierra was okay for what she was going for. Like yeah, she's okay, and that's that's another thing. Like people will see what they want to see out of you, but yeah. you got to be ready. So the fact that she could dance her butt off, and the fact that she could carry a tune, that was yeah. enough. Like if she couldn't dance her butt off and she just wanted to be a singer with that voice, she probably never made it. Yeah, and also I mean, think about it. A lot of thing that was killing those girls back then too was Beyonce. 
like Beyonce was holding the after O three after she split and she, uh, from Destiny's Child and did Dangerously in Love. Well, what was the album name? The album's called Dangerously in Love, right? I have no idea. All I know is I used to think I thought she was all the way underrated until I think it was Lemonade. Then I was like, okay, I see it. I don't know about the underrated shit. After she did, she should just name that album Crazy in Love because. That's, that's the only thing people really remember from that album is the song Crazy in Love. That was the song that goes, I'm so in love with you. No, that was the first song she did with Jay-Z. Okay, and, okay. And, yeah, I think the album, that's, all, that's the only thing I, this, I remember from that album, that song Crazy in Love. I remember I, I was mad because it got best collab with the BET Awards over Slow Jams. Slow Jams was a much better song. But anyway, though. Um, there you want to be, how you want to be, where you want to be, how you want to be, there you want to be. <laughs> Yeah, but when she um when she released that album, man, it was like it was off for the races after that. They couldn't catch it. Like a lot of them girls tried back then, but they couldn't catch me on too. Sorry, um, I had to text my wife to how I was recording because I ain't trying to have no. What the hell are you doing at the studio? <laughs> 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 All right, and speaking of, arf, arf, we need to go to the next <laughs> segment. Hold on for a second. Uh we yeah, yeah, yeah. That last segment was forty minutes long. We need to quit that, man. <laughs> All right, we'll be back after commercial break. I'm focused on that finish line, developing a strong mind. Years ago, they stopped making my kind. Yeah, I lose sleep, but it's alright 'cause I'm on the grind. 